This is The Rest is PR with Lyle Fulton and Jackie Vols. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Rest is PR. My name is Lyle Fulton, and I'm joined, as I always am, and I hope I always will be, by the wonderful Jackie Vores. Jackie, how are you this fine Friday afternoon? How has your week been? How are you feeling on this sunny-ish Friday afternoon? I've got a bit of a cold. I very rarely get struck down with these things, but it's your typical kids at school, all the germs that goes around and typically, and quite good actually, I get it just before the weekend. So I'll be fine for Monday. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. You kind of <laughs> sort of dust the cobwebs off over the weekend, you know, kind of yeah. recover. I've got a lot of friends of mine who are kind of struggling with this fluey, coldy thing as the weather changes. It's getting a bit warmer. My mum used to tell me that when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, as the weather changes, you're bound to get ill. And I never really understood how that could be a thing. And then it happens every single time the weather changes. So, yeah, I'm completely there with you. But our things are minuscule in terms of what's been going on with you, Batian. Yes. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yes. Welcome, by the way, listeners, this. This week we are joined by Batuhan Avuchan, who, by the way, listeners, and again, it's a roll call, Batuhan just does everything. He's an absolute superstar. Batuhan is an entrepreneur in his own right. He is advisor to his former employer, GameCan, an Estonian company, and he's also the founder of Moby Dictum, which is a fantastic company. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you can probably see Moby Dictum front and centre behind Batuhan, but Jackie is absolutely right because Batuhan, you hail obviously from from Turkey yourself. Uh, how are you this fine Friday afternoon? And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Of course, uh, thank you for inviting me, Lyle, uh, Jackie. Jackie, get that soon. Uh, I know winter is a little bit harsh, so anything can happen. So take a lot of sea uh, vitamin. I'm fine again. Uh, thanks for inviting me. I think we are like. Two or three hours behind. I mean, uh, in Estonia, I think two hours ahead, not behind. Sorry, uh, yeah. that's why it's afternoon for you. It's almost uh, four p.m. for me when we are actually uh, recording this. I'm fine. I was in uh, Barcelona for a games forum event. Uh, I'm saying such FOMO. I missed you there. Yeah, it was uh, so it was annoying. a lovely event. I, I I want to say hi to John from here. If he's, hi, John. Uh, <laughs> hi, <laughs> the forum. Yeah, if, if he's watching, obviously, uh, due to uh, earthquake disaster we had in uh, in Turkey two weeks ago, the situation was, you know, like bad and still still bad and crowded. So as Mobidictum, we also on hold most of our operations and we focused on creating content towards the survivors to promote organizations, anything that we can help do for the current situation. But uh, life will continue eventually. We will uh, start the operations next week. And I'm happy to talk about these operations now. Well, I saw you held a live webinar for the Turkish games industry to discuss how you could all band together and help. I tried to attend it, but it was all in Turkish. (laughs) Um, I stuck around for a bit trying to get live subtitles working. It didn't really work for me. But I was blown away by the amount of people you got onto that webinar and it's amazing how the games industry will rally to come up with you know hopefully help and solutions well uh actually first we were going to make it in english but then my co-host you know like the, the people uh, joined in first session they said like it is already difficult to tell our emotions in in our na- native language yeah. so let's, let's let's make it in uh, in turkish i said okay fine maybe 
there will be another round where I host in in, in English to like uh, inform the uh, international audience we have. But uh, we summarized the session, which took like two hours with the guests uh, who actually had the earthquake from the region and uh, some other people who is like creating apps for survivors and so on. We have a summary in English, so I can send that and maybe you oh, can add the, add the link. We'd love so to link that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, definitely. We'll link that on, our, on the episode summary. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe we'll do an English stream, but there's a summary in English, so don't worry. Right. Brilliant. And it's really encouraging, by the way, as well. I mean, you know, it's kind of, we're heading straight into this, obviously, because it is, you know, an event that's really, you know, captured the consciousness of, of everyone worldwide, which is really, really encouraging as well. I think it's really heartening when kind of everyone rallies together and i think everyone's thoughts and, and prayers are with everyone who's kind of um, still suffering through this this um, horrible tragedy in in the country but you know i was actually writing something uh, for a, a client of demozo's actually where i mentioned uh, moby dictum which um you know for the benefit of our listeners is uh, leading is, is turkey's leading uh, games industry news and events company and we're going to talk a lot about that with batahan in, in just a second but you know it's really encouraging the industries like the games industry will hopefully, I mean, I don't know what your opinion is on this Batuhan, but will be kind of a, an integral part of the recovery and, and the rebuilding of these kind of areas of, of, of Turkey and, and the surrounding area, because it is such a burgeoning industry in Turkey anyway. It's, it's really kind of, it's been thriving over the last two or three years, hasn't it? So hopefully it will be a big part of that recovery. Well, you know, I always think gaming community as a, a unique community. It's not like like other industries, I don't know, tech or e-commerce or I don't know, some mainstream industry like oil or metal or whatever. Like gaming industry is, a, is actually a small community with really big numbers. And we tend to help each other. Doesn't matter yeah. if you compete on a game or a service or whatever, but there's actually a great help uh, between each other. And of course, when it comes to Turkey, we as a nation, I mean, geographically, we have some issues time to time, especially as an emerging new market and being in the game industry helps us to, you know, like a bond in a, in a time like this to help each other. So, the, for example, there was one uh, one girl who was looking for a job. I think literally all industry called her to find her a job for, for her. So we are also preparing a list of people who is who wants to be in the game industry or who lost their, their job. So like people who wants to help can read the people's uh, CVs, then uh, they can help. You know, uh, we do whatever we can. Uh, we'll see how it goes. That's fantastic. I mean, I as you know, I mean, we met quite a few years ago. We were just saying before the pod recording, we met years ago in London. And I think at that time you were really making sort of the concept of Moby Dicton come to life and it was really at the start of everything you're doing and I have to I would take my hat off but my hair looks really odd underneath it but I had to take my hat off to you virtually because what you've achieved is absolutely phenomenal from those first ideas of producing something for the Turkish industry you had the foresight to see what was happening in Turkey and how much talent was really, you know, focused in Turkey. And you've really become the leading media company for this industry very rapidly. How did you know? Well, uh, first of all, thanks for the kind words. Obviously, it's good to hear that it's it, it has been tracked and appreciated 
So fun fact, I actually started Mobricdom in 2015 as a hobby website, but it was like just a side, it was not even a side hustle. I don't, I don't know why I kept it. At some point I was this close to sell it, uh, you know, like uh, really, really, uh, really close. But uh, eventually I talked with a few people and they asked some questions about Turkey and I, I answered and uh, they were like, okay, like there's a lot of things going on. Then I realized how much I know about the industry and this is... 2019 i'm talking about a long time and yes. back then there was actually not much going on but somehow over the years people sent in games to me for me to review write it you know and those indie developers now own really big studios you know <laughs> they sponsor our events now uh, and <laughs> some, somehow i touched uh, a lot of people's uh, journey and 2019 i realized okay like maybe I can do something about the industry. So we had the mobidictum.com, which was our consumer and industry news mix. Then we decided to split. Uh, shout out to Chris James for uh, having .com and .biz uh, separate. So I kind of followed his way. I always called him as a big brother, so no shame on that. Yeah, I mean, when we first met, he said to me, um, you know, I want to be what Pocket Gamer Connects is in in the UK I want to do that in in my region and I think you have yeah like for like in in Turkey uh, I can tell you more about the event and I knew like the industry they want an international audience not just in Turkish because they somehow could reach to people in Turkey but they wanted the international recognition so the that piece mobilik.biz which is our b2b website is first english secondary language is turkish but when we look at our statistics, for example, top one uh, is in Turkey, uh, obviously, but second one is in U- uh, USA. So, the, and then Germany, UK, and so on. So, like people in, uh, you know, like in, in different countries also follows what happens in Turkey uh, from our channel. That's obviously good, let's say, traction uh, over the years. But of course, the plans are not ending here. We have much more to talk about in future absolutely yeah lots going on lots still to come i'm sure for maybe i want to kind of just go back ever so slightly there before we talk about what's to come with maybe Dixon because jackie's absolutely spot on like the trajectory and the progression in a very very short space of time has been absolutely extraordinary but when i send you across as i do with uh, all of our guests which um jackie then obviously always reads uh before we come live on the podcast when i sent you across these questions uh before we came live uh, batuhan i kind of titled it entrepreneurship and PR, because obviously we're PR podcast by and large, but I'm particularly very interested in this idea of entrepreneurship because I suppose Jackie is an entrepreneur insofar as she set Demozo up, you know, set a business up. Jackie and I are kind of co-entrepreneurs in setting this podcast up. And I'm really, really intrigued by kind of your thought process. You know, was that always something you aspired to be, you know, as you kind of started your career? Is it Was it always your ambition to set your own business up? And then kind of why games? Like, where did your passion for games begin? And how did the two kind of amalgamate together to become what it is now, which is this fantastically successful business? Well, I always wanted to have my own company. That That's for sure. Not because I wanted to be my own boss. I worked twice in my lifetime, one for nine months as a personal trainer, not many. That doesn't show on my LinkedIn. <laughs> you know, and, it should. And... It should. I think you should be proud of this. I mean, you know, the listeners who are actually viewers watching on YouTube, I mean, I'm sure you'll agree. Batty, he's in great shape. You know, he's in great shape. He's in fantastic shape. He's been keeping that up. <laughs> if they saw my Instagram pictures, they will say, this is photo Photoshop, you know. Actually, I mean... <laughs> 
I, I also have a book actually. It's like 50 pages about fitness. I used to develop apps as well. But that's that's another topic for another podcast. You know? but, yeah, that's that's for the fitness MPR podcast <laughs> that uh, I've got planned for like episode yeah. 50 or whatever it is. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so like, I mean, Turkey is a young nation, right? And uh, I mean, most of the male population is a gamer by heart. I was also like that. And the gaming was uh, some sort of escape from reality. Uh, you know, like, okay, there's some, there's some trouble, you broke up with your girlfriend or something happened outside and you play Oblivion and then, okay, you have some nice music on the background, you run on the, you know, on the grass. So I always knew that I want to have my own game, which is like MMORPG or RPG, whatever. I actually started designing the the game. I had like, I started a book which also had like maybe 40 pages or something. But then uh, in 2013, I decided to move to outside of Turkey. In 2014, August, I moved to Estonia. Then I was making apps because I said, okay, making a game is difficult and requires a lot of money. I studied computer science, so I could develop code a little bit. Then I I started making uh, some apps. Then I shifted to games and I said, okay, like I have these games, which is really bad you know no one will even pay attention and no one will even uh, have a coverage for me so i will start a website like for the uh, games like me so i can also help other people and write about my own games this is how mobilictum started but the name actually comes from a different story so mobi is mobile and dictum means authority in latin like dictionary dictator or whatever so it's interesting that the, after seven years, Moby Dictum actually became the authority in Turkey because everyone is like uh, following the news uh, from our channel and they trust the transparency and uh, our natural stand uh, from this point. So gaming was an escape point. I did apps to make money, then shifted to mobile game to, you know, like to have a, have a change. Eventually I had the website for seven years. But then there's the game can journey. I think Elias will ask about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, like I say, we're going to go on to sort of talk about where Moby Dictum goes. I, by the way, love the origin story of the name Moby Dictum. I think that's <laughs> great. And there are parallels. I'm sure Jackie would agree with kind of like the Demozo side of things as well, how Demozo kind of breaks into three, the name of the business as well. I kind of love, I can't come up with business names. It's just a terrible <laughs> shortcoming of mine. I can't do it. Mine are always rubbish. I've been lucky enough to set, you know, a couple up and they've always been rubbish. So I'm I'm very envious of your ability to do that. Yeah, but talk to us about GameCan as well, because I mean, that's something where you kind of still continue to advise mm-hmm. GameCan in your capacity as now kind of founder of Moby Dictum, but you worked for them full-time, you know, while Moby Dictum was, was kind of developing and progressing, didn't you? I suppose we're kind of in a roundabout way asking a question we like to ask all of our guests, which is like, you know, what's your career been like to date? Like what sort of progression have you experienced? You know, talk us through, you know, GameCan and your experience there. Well, uh, the company has grown so so much, probably my partner would limit me with some of the things <laughs> that I, I say about our past. But uh, so the thing is, 2014, I, I moved to Estonia. I studied my uh, MBA, business administration. And in 2014, like, or 15, early 15, I meet with Martin, founder and CEO of uh, GameCan, based on my roommate's introduction. He Basically, he goes to a how to build a million dollar startup session. Then he says, okay, okay, there's this guy making games. You also make games. Maybe you should talk. Then we start talking. Then uh, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And back then I'm still developing apps uh, with a partner. 
Then Martin is telling me, okay, maybe we might need a mobile game eventually. Then we are like, okay, we can we can do this uh, game. So then then we are we are talking, and I stopped working with my partner. Like we 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 got separated, and I tell Martin, okay, like I don't have a partner. I'm not making apps anymore. I can do something with you. He's like, okay, can you do marketing? I'm like, sure, because I I had an internship in Joy Game. Uh, which was Xnet Marble Turkey. Now it's a joy game again. Uh, by that time, it was biggest game publishing company in Turkey. So I had some marketing experience, and I was also studying marketing in uh, during my uh, you know like masters. Then I started doing it, and one day he said he told me, "Can you be our CMO, and like chief marketing officer?" I'm like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> by, by, by that time, we like we have some people, but it's like freelance, volunteer. We don't have money. Then we raise uh, some funds through a, a platform called FunWise, like a crowdfunding platform. Then we have some funding that finishes. We change the game concept. Then we raise another fund. That uh, you know, like it's like we we almost like change the concept so many times and raise funds again and so on. But in 2017, I left Estonia and moved moved to Cyprus because by that time we didn't have any money anymore. I said, okay, like I'll do something else then. But we we never stopped talking because he's like my brother, yeah. uh, with his kids, uh, you know, it's like we we are a family. 2017, I started working in AdCash, it's an ad tech company in Estonia. For three years, I worked there, and meanwhile, Martin is building up the company and he's like asking my help time to time and I do the marketing. But then the company started growing and Moby Dictum also took off and I said, okay, it's time for me to leave my spot. So eventually you might need a new CMO. Then I became, you know, like I took the advisory position. Basically he calls me whenever he needs me. And (laughs) I, I, I do the things then if I think it's valuable. And right now, uh, the company is 40 people. Wow. And a really good looking game is coming up. <laughs> fantastic. Oh, that's great. That's Brilliant. fantastic. Martin as well. Yeah. I need more Martins in my life. Someone to just <laughs> turn around and go, hey, do you just want to be a chief marketing officer? Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, Martin. Yeah, great. Yeah, I'd love to be that. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I mean, it must be really fulfilling and really heartening for yourself and, and you know, the person you kind of advise over at GameCan that, and again, this kind of speaks to the entrepreneurship side of things as well. And maybe you can discuss kind of, you know, the ups and downs you've experienced throughout kind of setting Moby Dictum up as well, because I'm obviously, as Jackie mentioned earlier on, and as you mentioned as well, you set it up initially in 2015. And I'm really intrigued by the idea that you almost were like, maybe I sell this and do something else. Mm-hmm. And there was like a crossroads. And then you kind of turned around and went, no, actually, I'm going to keep going. But it must be really heartening that they've both been through, you know, in different respects, quite hard times. And you now exist in an industry where both are really, really pulling their weight and both are doing really, really well. That must be a really exciting sort of place to be for both of you. Martin is always saying like, okay, we we might be uh, away now, but uh, we will find points where we will touch base. For example, for our conference in September, Game Can sponsor the event. Uh, You know, I always believe as an industry, as people, we always, like all of us has to be strong. Yeah. Otherwise, okay, if I'm strong and you are not fine, like, but I'm strong, fine. If you are strong as well, I will be stronger. That's my mentality. My entrepreneurship comes from, I don't know where it comes from. My grandfather and uncle uh, is also sort of entrepreneur, obviously not tech or whatever. I love doing business. 
I love uh, helping other people's business. It doesn't matter what. If you own a kiosk, if you are opening a market, if you're a tech company, like doesn't matter. I just love to discuss what can be done, how you can grow. I gave my experience. I listened to people's experience and so on. I, I was thinking it to found, you know, like start a foundation with the solo entrepreneurs <laughs> because you don't have a co-founder. So you don't have anyone to share your uh, darkest moments or your thoughts or, or, or uh, something. It's a lonely ride when things are bad, isn't it? Yes, it's, it is lonely. Uh, if these walls in my office uh, have, <laughs> you know, like uh, eyes and ears and mouth to speak what I had during this uh, conference... But the, the part where, uh, where it matches with Moby Dictum's success is, I think because of this mentality, I always put other businesses in front of mine. Yeah. Uh, I always ask, like, what do you need? I didn't care what I need. Obviously, I, I can always get more money, right? <laughs> like uh, when we had our event, the one for the people who was watching in YouTube, for our first event in, in Istanbul, uh, our ticket price was 19 euro. And literally, someone may made a joke in some event in Europe. It's like, oh, I thought you're joking. I'm like, it's 19 euro because my industry needs that 19 euro, you know. Not everyone can pay the 400 euro ticket. And some can, but then I would have an event with 10 people. <laughs> uh, you know, because like Moby Dictum's, uh, my mentality and Moby Dictum's obviously way of do doing business uh, lead us to this point today. Like you need a content. Okay, what do you need? I can charge this much, but okay, how much you you have? Like I know you cannot afford the price that I'm charging, but you you need this. So I I find a way. I I compromise from my. And I think that's to your credit because I think that's how you have personally built not only the brand of Moby Dayton, but the brand of Batuhan. I mean, mm. whenever I'm in the industry and I'm talking about different media companies and as you know I mix with most of the media companies most of the games events organizers everybody has a good word to say about you you know because you're a good guy you're a good guy in this industry I mean it is good industry as well you know in many ways it, that does engender being good because there aren't that many bad folks in our industry but you are seen as a standout guy and I think you know just the very fact of that means that people remember you and that you know when you're networking you're actually networking not only to help yourself but you help other people when you're you're out there and mixing don't you well uh, today Jackie you're uh, saying all the nice words I will I my, my heart will <laughs> explode soon you know <laughs> but it's I mean, true I wouldn't say it if it wasn't you know, uh, again, again, thank you for saying this. I mean, you have to be sincere, right? During a networking event, obviously, the goal is to have a network. But sometimes, actually, this happened in uh, in, in games from Barcelona. So I was uh, getting a drink and two ladies uh, was behind me. And I turned and she's like, we met before, but probably you don't remember. Then I said, it was three years uh, before <laughs> Pocket came on London and you were working Augury. She was like, oh, man. You know, like uh, it's my job to not job, but let's, let's say skill set to remember where I met with people. What did I do? What did I talk about? If they change their career, what are they doing? And so on. From that point, it's, it's sincere because it's still I mean, my sponsors have to be strong so they can sponsor my event. Right. Like it's not like I, I do the biggest event 
and then get all the sponsorship money and then no one gets a business. During our events, like for the last Istanbul event we had in, uh, in 13th of January, I was standing for like 10 hours, didn't sit, just network the people. Like everyone has to be, everyone has to make money so we can make money. You know? yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> I think it's very unusual that, you know, a, a Turkish company has such cut through in US, UK. You know, we read Morbidictum in the UK. You know, you said yourself, you get most of the other readers from the US. So that in itself is a really interesting achievement because a lot of us are very entrenched in our own countries, but you've traveled a lot, haven't you? You've traveled far and wide to all the different games events and got to know everyone in the industry. Would you say that that networking goes hand in hand with, you know, the business success? They call me the guy who knows everyone. <laughs> Obviously, I don't, I don't know everyone yet. I have 15K uh, followers on LinkedIn. And on my WhatsApp, probably I have like 1,000 people. For our first event, I wrote to like 800 people. The first online event for our conference, I personally sent more than 437 emails and wrote to more than 1,500 people on LinkedIn. So I don't even include the people that I know. But obviously, over the years, thanks to being in, in Estonia and easy to travel, I hate applying for visas, you know. Yeah. I mean, I was already busy for uh, PGC London, but if there was no visa process, I would come. <laughs> you know, visa process, I'm like, okay. Visa process is a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah, but we have a playlist on our YouTube channel as well for the, like I record, show around and uh, tell about the strengths of these uh, events that I've been attending so people can see and that they can attend these events as well. Obviously, networking side and I, Every time I meet with someone, I'm like, okay, Mobidictum, this is what we do. This is what we do. This is what we can do for you and so on. And one thing is for sure, if you have any any kind of interest for Turkey, we are the, the gateway. And I actually don't know what's the size of my network. I try to update our CRM all the time. <laughs> I, I, fail, I fail on doing it. I will start counting my WhatsApp numbers, which is uh, more than 1,000. Uh, most of them are actually uh, founders of a game studio. Wow, that's Amazing. extraordinary. And I, I hope, and again, this is just shameless, but I'm going to throw it out there. 15,000 plus connections on LinkedIn, over 1,000 <laughs> uh, contacts on your WhatsApp. They're all going to get the link to this podcast. Just going to grow that. You know, obviously we help each other out. Um, you know, a thousand streams. You know, I'm just saying. You know, we want to grow that. We want to double that by by other things. But I mean, it's actually a really interesting point you made about kind of sincerity. I feel like sincerity, authenticity, you know, having a strong value system. These are themes that have run through quite a lot of the podcast episodes that Jackie and I have recorded throughout the series so far. I want to imagine that that's a top tip that you would kind of deliver to anyone looking to kind of forge their own careers as entrepreneurs is you know obviously have the idea have an infrastructure and a team around you or partners who share in that same vision but it's important to remain sincere right when you're at these events it's important to kind of maintain who you are because actually a lot of what the business is if it's set up by you yourself as an individual the business is you i mean jackie mentioned earlier on that obviously the brand that is moby dictum almost goes hand in hand with the brand that is batuhan and so yeah. You know, the two go hand in hand. As long as you remain sincere and authentic in your 
you know, conversations and engagements with people at these events, the brand that you've created also grows, right? I mean, is that something you found? And is that a tip that you'd give people looking to make their own way as an entrepreneur in the industry, any industry, in fact? You know, funny, funny thing is sometimes salespeople are reaching out to me and I, I'm just joining to a call to see what they will tell you. They have all these scripts and everything. It's mostly American way of sales tactics, but they don't know what I do. They don't care what I do. They have a product and they, they try to sell. We are all, like as individuals, we are also a product in our relationship, in our family, in our business, whatever. Like we make a connection with someone and we are like, okay, we let's make this connection. So it's kind of without the uh, money transition, but the time transition, a value transition. So we are, all of us are actually selling something. If you are not sincere, people will realize this. If the person is not sincere, that person will be around with the not sincere people. And the other people will say, like, okay, like I know this person. It's not. It doesn't matter that uh, in order to make money, you have to be sincere or something. Definitely yeah. not. That's, uh, otherwise, uh, only good people will win in this life. <laughs> the, but that's not the reality. But, uh, you know, it's uh, if it's a tip, if it's a tip from my end, like care about the, what the other person is doing. Like, what's the business? Well, I always ask, like, do you have Turkish uh, clients? How big are they? What are they doing? You know, yeah. what's, your, what's your strategy in this market? Not because we are just limited in Turkey, but it's kind of not like we are known with the Turkish market at the moment. Our global reach is far beyond that. Mm. Even it reaches to South Asia and Africa as well. But we are known as that. So I'm most of the time I'm talking about this. If I don't ask that, what what am I doing? I'm just, you can copy my news and create Moby Dick to be whatever, you know. People. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and it's something I talk about a lot in the podcast is having that real authenticity and genuinely putting yourself in other people's shoes and understanding what other people need and what they're looking for. And that way you create a much more meaningful relationship and a much more meaningful business transaction when you are actually there to make money it's shocking to me how many salespeople are out there selling you stuff and they don't even realize that you aren't the target audience for what they're trying to sell they're just you know making their calls or sending out their emails and it's shocking but I think you are also personally I think this you might disagree with me but I think you do business more through PR of mm. yourself and of Moby Dictum than you do through cold, hard sales calls. And I think you're sort of the brand and the PR that you do and the partnerships that you create with the likes of Games Forum and PGC. I think those have been very powerful for you. I mean, uh, we had a business developer at some point. I tried to teach my way. He left. I try to teach my way to my team, but that's my way, you know. Yeah. Some people can have the, obviously, Movedictum's culture should be a reflection for everyone. So everyone can have the same mindset when they reach out to people, you know. I try to teach this to the current team. Of course, uh, I taught a lot of people that they, they left to other companies or, or whatever. You know. But uh, in reality, Movedictum should shadow me, not the other way around. So yeah. I can live my life as well. <laughs> that, that, that's that's uh, that's why we own the business, after all. But uh, it's just a culture that I bring to company, and the people should have the same mindset. So 
the, the day if I leave or if I don't do the sales or if I don't do the calls anymore or people won't say, okay, like it's not same without Botwa. Yeah. That's not a company that I, I'm, I'm building, you know, it shouldn't change yeah. because eventually more we grow, I'm uh, less presence. I cannot to attend to everywhere. I cannot join to all the calls, but people should know that, okay, his reflection is still in the company. And then we are, we can still trust Moby Dictum with everything we have, with our money, with our content, with our secrets or, or, or whatever. So like, I won't be equal to Moby Dictum. Moby Dictum should shadow me at, at one day. Tell us a little bit about Moby Dictum in 2023. It would be remiss of us once again, obviously we mentioned right at the beginning of the episode, uh, everything that's going on in Turkey and, you know, on the Turkey-Syria border and the earthquake that's affected so many of the population and continues to do so. I saw on your website, and obviously you've alluded to it earlier on in the episode, that as a news, but also an events company, you've had to postpone some events and and things like that, Um, but they will obviously be returning later in the year and you've rescheduled and reorganized those. I suppose your response to the situation that is ongoing in Turkey, in your homeland, but also what that means for Moby Dictum at the moment and what, I suppose, in a more positive note, what 2023 and beyond has in store for Moby Dictum as a business, because it's going from strength to strength still. And you've just alluded to it. You're now in a position where you can't go to every meeting. You can't go to every event because the team's so big. So many people want a piece of Moby Dictum. So what's what's the future hold for, for you and, and the company? Well, people know that I'm genuine and sincere, but people also know that I'm really competitive and sometimes aggressive on uh, some certain. It's just, just a competitive nature I have. Like all the event organizers uh, know this, hmm. but we have a healthy competition, you know. Uh, I was uh, with Chris on... Uh, <laughs> on Barcelona, we are we are, we are laughing all the all the time with Julia White Knights, uh, John Games Forum. You know, we had a really nice event planning for this year, hosting events on different cities so the local communities can come and taste uh, Moby Dictum. Also, before committing anything big for our conference, they can come and sponsor or just attend and see what Moby Dictum lo- looks like. So we had like Istanbul, then two months later, Izmir. We're supposed to do it in 17th of March, but we, we had to postpone that, obviously. Yeah. Not everyone postponed their events, but anyhow. I mean, I'm easily speaking on this podcast right now, but in fact, people from my team is affected. The yeah. people that my friends are affected, my friends' families are affected. And I, I seen some uh, horrified stuff uh, through, through my friends and so on. So right now it's difficult to ask someone, how are you? The moment you, you ask, are you affected? Then you might hear something bad. Yeah. And that, that happened. And in like on this state of mind, on this uh, country's situation, I cannot call anyone and say, like, come to my event. No, that, yeah. I, cannot, I cannot do that. So we postponed our Izmir event to May. But in May, we supposed to have an Antalya event. We booked a really good hotel. I was thinking some new concept, you know, like people can chill, you know, go to see whatever. But something nice was coming. Well, life, you know, there's a saying, you plan and God laughs, <laughs> you know. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, yeah. That's the situation. Yeah. Uh, being in Turkey sometimes makes, you know, some, some business operations more difficult. But we had the conference again on 5th and 6th of September. Last year, we had more than 2,000 attendees, 90,000. Wow. people. No one, no one believed that this was our first conference. The first day I walked, 32,000 steps, which is like 21 kilometers. 
wow. <laughs> something like that. I don't remember how. Uh, so if anyone asks old Batty how when you're working hard, you can say, look, this is how many steps. <laughs> yeah, I have, a <laughs> I have a proof from that day. There you, you know? go. You don't even need, you didn't even need to see me. I can show you where I've walked. I can show you how far <laughs> exactly. I've gone. Exactly. Ob- obviously, this time I, I want to be more chill and uh, just uh, connect with uh, our partners, uh, welcome people and so on. And then we have Ankara in our capital yeah. at the single day event. So these different cities at single day events, like sessions, networking area, and then a cocktail. It's more chill uh, in a way that, okay, you don't have to plan too much. You just come and like meet with people. It's also tense because it's like one day if you want to like, okay, I want to meet with all everyone because there is no next day. So up to you, like it's uh, something for everyone. But our, for our conference uh, this year, we will increase the content we have uh, on PC and Web3. Mobile mm-hmm. will be on uh, full focus, obviously. We expect more international audience, like 35%. Last year was 20% compared to Turkish uh, audience. So that's the event side. Maybe we'll do like smaller gatherings in different countries outside of Turkey. Yeah. It was also in plan, but we couldn't uh, manage. On the media side, we are actually merging our uh, domains. So like seven years of .com and uh, four years of the .biz content is coming together. Wow. We will definitely bring some competition on media i will say this slowly <laughs> <You're suspenseful. laughs> that's it Batian's yeah. calling you out everybody right there you go that's an exclusive on the rest is pr yeah I, they're coming we, we have some uh crazy ideas on the media side we we made um i'm not going to announce uh, his name until he joins but we had a really good new hire guys coming in march someone known in a, in the Turkish audience and in, in the PC yeah. world as a, a editor in chief, uh, yeah. So we'll speed up our media game, but uh, Mobidictum will be beyond media and events definitely. Mobidictum will be a company where you come to Mobidictum if you need something in the industry. You know, yeah. If it's news, it's news. It's a connection. It's a connection. If it's an event, it's an event. So I'm trying to like it's a long term project, obviously. Uh, I will change the business models where media and events will be, you know, just a complementary, but the center of the Movidictum will be much different. And eventually we will have the biggest network in the entire world. Of course you will. You'll take the world over. This is interesting because I was going to mention our friends from Deconstructor, a fun podcast. They're coming over to do an event in Istanbul Beginning of March, are you going to be there? I have an invitation, uh, obviously, and uh, we have really. I attended last year. It was a it was a great event. Oh, they, uh, I mean, the constructor of fun communities as a, you know, like Hall of Fame, yeah. leading people in great. the industry. This year, they they booked a nice event, uh, like a, a venue, and uh, Mishka was saying it will be bigger. I mean, my plan is to go because I actually travel uh, arrange everything uh, accordingly (laughs) deep down while we postponing our event because of the situation yeah i'm you know like this will obviously go live it's fine but i feel biased from my end i couldn't decide yeah no one should call me okay like uh, two-faced guy you attended to to today event (laughs) i mean we were Google, we are like also in, in touch with uh, so many subjects and so on. Um, it's an invitation, obviously. So I should I should be there. But our event was going to be like a week after. So we postponed yeah. the situation. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
It's interesting. It's interesting. If I get my passport back, my listeners will will know that I've been waiting for my passport to come back for God knows how long. <laughs> Thank you, Brexit. Um, so I've had to apply for my Irish passport so I don't have to worry about visas and things like that. But anyway, you've done so, the Irish passport. I'm I'm thinking of doing an Irish passport yeah, application. I'm, yeah, I'm just, considering. Uh, just consider staying in Britain for six months while you're waiting for it. To oh come right, back. okay, maybe not then. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole. A yeah, whole, that's a whole a whole avenue whole to wander thing. down. When I was chatting to wonderful Eric from Deconstructor of Fun on the podcast that we just did with him, I was saying that from a PR perspective. And you, you're a media owner now, Batuhan. I was saying to to Eric that you know a lot of the reasons why he gets upset about Microsoft basically having a license to publish everything he wants to say about its activities, Activision being one, is because the media are not funded enough to have journalists who can spend take the time to break down these stories and really interrogate them and build them back up. So when this new hire of yours comes on board, I'm wondering how hardcore you're going to make the journalism, uh, Moby Dictum, you know, making it stand out. Because if you do listen to Deconstructor of Fun, which I do every week, there is quite a lot of criticism of media. Like they called out Kotaku last week. So, yeah, it's an interesting proposition for you as a wanting to rule the world. Are you going to do that via media? Tough question. Uh, it's a really, really tough question that can uh, sweat a media, media <laughs> owner. But, I, I, you know, I, I can tell you uh, something. So you don't come to Moby Dictum to hear, uh, let's say, like hardcore opinions, you know, you have the constructor of fun for that, you have Kotaku, there's like really specific uh, podcasts who can just say anything about anything because their business model doesn't lie about the, the companies that they're, they're talking. Obviously, <laughs> we are pretty attached to the, you know, like media sponsorships or event sponsorships on, on Sunday. For example, layoffs, right? Big tech layoffs. These some of the big tech companies also sponsor our conference. I mean, like everyone sees all these layoffs anyway. We don't have to write, but that's what I believe. You come to Moby Dictum to see, okay, what's happening in that area? What kind of news are coming? And we don't write about everything, actually. We write about the things that, okay, this audience will be interested in this. It's not just like you send us something and, okay, this will be interesting. Even for our sponsor post, for example, okay, Oh, we have an update on this one. Like, write some uh, test case or study case or whatever, you know, like it's something important so people can say, okay, like this is this is valuable. One of our readers is Turkish. He told me, thanks to your academic category, I increased the revenue of my two games. I mean, I created that category seven years ago. So the little guys like me who's doing some game, whatever, can read, benefit and use in their game. I mean, like, this is really good to hear. So when it comes to hard opinions and uh, these kind of things, we will invite guests so Eric can come and write about this. (laughs) So we will will be the voice. Uh, Microsoft tells, like, why 
Eric doesn't like this the deal, you know. The, I think Eric is just is looking Eric, for an opportunity we... to write in any yeah. publication. Like, if you kind of put that out as a call out, like, who wants to write about Microsoft yeah. by Activision? You'll be like, I'll do it, you know. Yeah, um, exactly. You do it in a vacuum, I think. Um, head to heads. Yeah. Head to heads would be good. I'd love it. I, I mean, think it'd be fantastic. So in that sense, uh, I mean, you read news from somewhere you read or opinions from somewhere you follow a podcast from somewhere or you follow a like a journalist okay like what what is this guy doing doing there i think mobidictum is a mix of all but you you won't find any hard coded opinion on about anything you, you won't find in mobidictum because i'm also the economy politician so i don't i don't specify a specific you know like a comment on anything that hard so it's reflected the mobility as well, but we'll see if we have an opinion or something. I do that mostly personal, so it doesn't affect mobility. But yeah, like you come to mobility for news and getting updates from you know like various topics. I, for one, am very, very excited to see where maybe Dictum goes in the next uh, year, two, three, five, ten years as well. I'll, I'll be keeping a very, very keen eye on that. And might I say as well, Batihan, your ambition and your drive to make maybe Dictum the go-to place in this space is matched only by, if I may say, your sincerity and your ability to be so, so genuine on this podcast. It's really, really been a genuine privilege to have you on as well, especially given everything that's, uh, that's going on in your homeland and and kind of the conversations you've been having, which I can only imagine have been incredibly difficult. So thank you so much for for your honesty and being so open on, on those conversations, but also for just kind of telling us all about what's next for, for Moby Dictum and what's next for for the Batuham brand, as it were. I hope I'm not sort of speaking out of turn when I when I say that that's the thing. Um, thank you so much. And we'd love to have you um, back on, um, you know, even if it's just to do kind of a, uh, you know, a, a fitness uh, video. Um, uh, that would be uh, that'd be absolutely amazing. But thank you. Thank you so much. And um, and yeah, would, would you love to come back on the podcast? We'd love to have you back. Obviously, there's uh, um, more yeah. more things to talk about. This was the introduction. Thanks very yeah. much. Yeah. As with Moby Dictum, this is only the beginning. This is only the beginning of what we've got to talk about. But Batihan, thank you so, so much. Um, I'll do some uh, T's and C's, as I always do, listeners, with a bit of a twist this week, uh, as I'm sure you'll all understand. So uh, just running through some kind of T's and C's in terms of the podcast itself. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can do so by emailing info at therestispr.com, or you can get in touch with us via our Twitter page at therestispr, or you can get in touch with Jackie or myself uh, via LinkedIn. Uh, We respond to messages on that platform as well so that'd be fantastic uh, or you can email us at info at demozo.com we also respond on there speaking of demozo if you want to you know, keep updated on what demozo has been up to then you can head over to demozo.com and there's also links to the podcast there we'll be linking all sorts of things to do with what batterhand's been up to on our episode summary so moby dictum game can but crucially listeners we will also be providing a link front and center to the Disasters Emergency Committee website because there is a fund been set up there dedicated to the ongoing situation uh, with the earthquake over in Turkey and Syria. Uh, and I very much encourage you to... ...as well that we have all the links to that, that we were provided with as well. So there's lots of local sites. 100%, yeah. Yeah. We will we will be sort of making sure we link all of those local sites as well, those local relief sites, those local aid sites. It's very, very important. And uh, it's been very, very heartening that everyone's pulling together. And we should continue to do so to help with what is a, a tragic situation, but recovery well underway, we hope. And um, they'll be back stronger, we know for sure. Um, Jackie, same time again next week for the podcast. Absolutely. 
100% great to hear love to hear that I'm, I'm I'm waiting for the day you go actually no I'd rather not come back uh, next Friday for the podcast but Batiham once again thank you so much it's been a genuine privilege having you on the podcast with us today uh, we will be back with another exciting installment listeners of the rest is PR next week but for now from Batihan, Jackie and myself it is bye for now <laughs>